Good day, listeners. It's Richard from Guidance by Richard. And today's topic, I want to talk about prayer and kind of talk about what prayer is and also talk about what it really isn't. So there's a lot of controversy around this topic because uh, a lot of things that we make assumptions about things where in particular most of us have been brought up in a religious setting where we have always understood that we should always pray and and pray to a higher force of some type having some kind of relationship and things of that nature and as a result of that uh, a lot of us make a an assumption of what prayer is or isn't so the fact that we just go to some religious place could be a church could be uh, a place we we just assume that the idea that we all innately understand what prayer is about and its works and so I want to talk about an example so prayer like when we go to church it's understood when you go inside that place we all get together the fact that we're in that setting it's assumed that we un- we understand what prayer is about. And the fact that we go to these places, it's just understood. Also, the fact that you're there, that you will just get it. And no one kind of talks about educating on, on us about what prayer is about and how we make things manifest, but it isn't. And so we, when you ask people about what they pray for and how they do it, and they all come with the same or similar thing. We may get on our knees, we may close our eyes, we may do all these different action-related physical things. And in the setting, it's, it's just God's gonna hear you, your higher self is gonna hear you because of your intentions. And it's one of those things that, uh, unlike the rest of the things in the world, uh, we just think it's just a part of us. I wanna explain how prayer is. So first, prayer is about the element. As we all always constantly talk about the four elements, prayer in itself is the element of air. So one of the things we know about, about prayer, we can't physically see it. So we know its presence, we sense it, we kind of rely on someone's praying for you to say it and it's understood that it, there's some action affiliated with that. But what really about how we pray it's not just the action of what that is it really talks about how you make that conviction or be part of you so like a lot of things if not most things it should be taught so I'm going to walk you through what possibly would be the right way in terms of praying so the prayer is once we have to an idea of surrendering. So it's understood that when we send out some kind of messaging to a higher self, to our forces, or the collective consciousness, choose your word, it's really understood that you have to rely on that vibration to be sent out and someone will receive that vibration in the air. So if I think about it, if I say it, if 
I say it to myself aloud. There's just so many ways that we can to do that. But what it is, is the action of uh, within the element of air. So we have to, knowing the air is action related to, is you want to think about conviction and trust. And you really have to solidify those for yourself. Part of our challenge is we always have to and want to prove everything here. We can't, when we send it out, there's no actual thing we can prove. I sent the prayer out, somebody got it, and we're working on it. We don't have that. We have to trust and surrender to the idea. So prayer without conviction is nothing but air. And so the same thing holds true with just words. So that means in that conviction, you when you state into the universe what you're thinking and what you would like to see manifest, you're surrendering to the idea that something bigger than yourself or your higher self is going to be the receptor of that. Some may say God, God him or herself. Some will say your spirit guides, recipients, some uh, can choose whatever you wish to, to, to say that when you say it, you're, you're surrendering to the idea that I've put it out there and it's going to be taken care of. One of my favorite uh, examples of a tangible thing in terms of how you can visualize the thought behind that surrendering and the law of allowing that I allow it to the trust that is being worked on. When you throw a stone into water, most of us we we, we may use the stone and we'll make comments to the stone. Let's let's get the stone life in this particular time. So the stone represents you asking for what you want. And so the stone, you speak into the stone, you grab it. So what I would like each of you to really do is now we're going to make a stone have action and it's going to be representation physically and an exercise you could use in, in help building up prayer work. And remember, I also said that prayer means now someone else is surrendering and taking on that part of it. And so when you speak into the stone, the action you're taking is that you're talking about what you want to happen. And prayer has no limitations, unlimited. So you don't even have to really say, well, I can choose one at this time, another, another. It's, un it's infinite, it's unlimited. But for the exercise, we're just gonna use one stone representing a prayer, a comment, a request. And the stone will be tossed into a body of water. When you toss into a body of water, you visualize it's gonna hit, go into the water, and then when you release it, it hits the water. The water makes a ripple, and that ripple can go in all various directions. Some, some will tend to be either a 360, 180 look, but if you say you throw it in a, a large body and you instill water, you'll see it'll kind of vibrate outwards into this huge infinite circle. We just know it's going out. We don't know who's responding to it. So the idea of that exercise is that you toss the stone in, you see the ripples, and we know the ripples represent. Now those ripples represent somebody's taking the action, and then the next part of it passing on the baton to someone's responding to it. So once that ripple's gonna hit somewhere else, it then 
will represent coming back. So if you happen to watch a case, a case where you throw the water in and the water's small if it allows you to see the ripples and see it hit off something else, you're going to notice that the vibration will come back to, to the center. Now, what most people fail to realize or even recognize is paying attention to what happened to the stone. The stone got tossed in, but we were so busy focusing on the ripple that we missed the idea of the stone, which just went down, settled. So what I'm asking you, which represents in this case, you want to be the stone and your request has to be the stone. You have to visualize that prayers are passed on. So you have to trust that someone else is working on it. And that's a challenge for most of us because we come from a world where it's not tangible. So in your thoughts, I want you to help develop that relationship with yourself, your higher self, God, spirits, whomever. That when you pass the baton, that someone else is doing their job. And that's sort of what prayer represents. So we want to Again, the stone represents what you're asking for, and the visual part is you've already spoken into existence the stone. So your mouth gave air, life into the stone. The stone took on that challenge for your request, and the request got hit off the body of water, which made ripples. The ripples went and shared it to the expert, the end of the, the one who knows how to respond to your prayer. And then it all returns back to us. And that's then we end up getting conviction. We get examples of manifestation. We get the results that we were hopeful for. And in this prayer, prayer has to be with conviction. And it has to be humbling. And lastly, happy about the result. You already know it's going to work out. So when you pray, you want to kind of give thought around that too. That... Your, that conviction of trust, I'm surrendering, I'm allowing it to manifest, and someone else is going to work on it. Just like you know your job, you know how what you do, how you go about doing it, you have to have the same kind of understanding that your component, the part you play, you're the expert. And so you have to entrust that where you're manifesting or sending the prayer out, that the experts know what they're doing. So for an example... If you're praying to buy a new house, so you want to do necessary things, I'm asking God to assist me in a home, my reasons why, I really would like to have a stable environment, a place that's safe, the location, I've, I've put all that into that stone. I tossed it into the water, and then the ripple starts the, the work. The ripple is now either someone's contacting me about more information, I've contacted a bank, they're asking for more information, and then they want to approve it. Or there's some things we need from you. So it's about prayer, it's also about steps too. And a lot of times, if we don't get what we want in our prayer in exact form that we expected, there we start to question whether our prayers even be acknowledged or anything. So the other thing about the prayer and the rippling part, remember when I say we toss the stone in, it can go in various directions. So those ripples, which will tend to be in a circular formation, may hit several aspects of that parts. So one part could be you need to fix your credit or talk about the credit thing. If somebody gives you credit counseling or referral, that is a response to your, your prayer. 
Now you found the house. You found the house. They're asking you for additional um, information about the house. You have to have the home inspected. Make sure it's the right house for you. So, and so on and so on. I just want you to think about it. The other added component is to be able to allow yourself to, to expand it thought around prayer. And it doesn't necessarily have to be exact terms of what and how. There could be other factors that are required of you. So you can't, you have to trust that the universe is providing you with the, the know-hows and so on and so forth. And so that trust that I'm referring to becomes very relevant during this time. And so if you can allow yourself to be present around that and allow yourself to be uh, understanding about the how-to piece of it, you then allow yourself to really grow and you allow yourself to get the help that you want. And every bit of help doesn't always have to be in the way you think it should be. So that part, you got to be open to the universe and you got to be excited about it. You got to know that, oh, it's going to happen. I'm entrusting it. And another thing, imagine you don't want your boss over top of your head asking, where's this at? Where's this at? Richard, where's this at? I'm looking for it. It annoys you when someone follows up on you. And not that you don't know what you're doing, but to allow you to do your part of it. So prayer with conviction is really important to you. So let me reiterate that part. So that how we pray. Prayer means in those steps we talked about, it has to be action-oriented. What do you would like to happen? And what is your contribution? Prayer is also about your sacrifice. And sometimes you'll have to make sacrifices to get what you want to do. And are you willing to do that to make that manifest? And that's the power of prayer. The other components to consider about that the sacrifice means what are you willing to really do to make that happen? Are you going to stay longer hours? Are you going to get the money you need? All the things, so on and so forth, of material, let's say, depending on what you're asking for. But I want to begin with prayer is about air. Air is about what you put out in the universe. What you put out in the universe, you want to do it from a conviction standpoint, and you also want to do it from a trust standpoint. I know this is going to manifest, so I'm going to allow the universe to, to help me because you need help. And one of the things about prayer is we don't, you're not required to be an expert. You're just going to be able to, be, to, to allow those things to be and let the universe respond to that. The other thing to, to keep in mind when it comes to prayers is you don't have to be a religious person. It does not have to be um, in a very way, but you do have to be able to take the emotion out of it. Prayer is dealt within the collective conscience. So meaning as I talk about those ripples and one hitting off another, an expert in this, expert in that. So that prayer then means everybody has a piece of it. And so that, but that piece is part of the collective consciousness. And the collective conscience requires to tap in, to be a part of that. And the way you're going to be that is that you that whole you know trust and allowing it to be what it is, but what you want to avoid is becoming emotional about it, because think about it, if you get all upset, you get angry, you're crazy, all people are gonna look at you, you're angry, you're crazy, you're upset. If you allow yourself to speak it into existence from a conviction standpoint, 
you're going to get your results much quicker. So, for example, I don't really advise people when people, let's say you're praying for someone. You're praying that they're in the hospital, oh, they're dying, please, 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 all that stuff. You get emotional. That emotional part is not relevant in prayer work, meaning you just play, you're saying it with conviction as a statement, but you're not allowing your, your, your action, you just sort of take on this crying motion and all this other stuff that comes with that that's not necessary because it's as if someone was going through all that, it's hard to filter out when your, your tears and so on versus like, what do you want me to help you with? So you have to be able to almost be emotion, emotional uh, less or no emotion and only the excitement of what's going to happen. So it means I'm so excited. I'm praying for great things. I'm waiting for the road to open for me. I know it's going to be great. That's positive. And it's also forward thinking. It's also anticipating the future. A lot of times people have these emotional cryings and, and stuff. I get it. But that part kind of separates us from the collective conscious because you now internalize it. It's now become part of you and you detach yourself from the collective conscious. I'm again, you're going to detach yourself. So I might get a lot of pushback about that part. I believe in the suggested part is you want to find yourself kind of emotional less when it comes to that. But only one emotion is excitement, happy parts. So, again, how are you going to pray? You're going to pray with trust and conviction. How is prayer manifested? You speak it into the air. You speak it into existence. I gave you an exercise to trial to kind of try it out, but something tangible. Because most of us are working through trust based on experiences. So if I allow myself to use an example of earth, stone, speak into it, and watch the water parts. But what I'm going to really focus in prayer work is not necessarily where the actions of those steps, because that's like the boss watching over you. But rather, I'm going to focus on me being the stone. The stone will settle down to the bottom and stop. Because it now knows it's already passed its roll on. So now, let that, that prayer take action on its own. That's the conviction part. So you have to trust that, that and you will get answers. And then lastly, around that, allow yourself to be expanded in the thought of, oh my God, the possibilities. And then people will come up to you giving advice. People will give you how to all. God will respond to that and you'll get things. But it cannot be where it's the way you want it to be. Leave it open, the concept of open. And that ripple that goes in all the directions, it's many options, and God's going to give you options. I hope that this brings clarity around what prayer work is. You can go to your churches. You can do it at home. What the collective conscience is the, is the thing about here. We learn to really get close to the God and get close to a higher self through prayer and through air. So some of us have to work on breathing exercise. Some of us have to kind of walk through to allow us to not be a part of the pain, but more me more about the the trust and the conviction and excitement of what's to come. I hope you find this use, useful. I look forward to some feedback. I look forward to hearing your information about prayer and I hope this was instrumental to you. 
I invite you to see me on YouTube, Guidance by Richard. I also, as you already part of the podcast, ask you to share, like on uh, YouTube. I ask for you to please, I'm open to all options. Please also look at my products on Guidance by Richard. And it's been a pleasure, and I'll talk to you soon.